0: Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. And I'm here today to share the Word of God with you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if you hear the Word of God and you respond and you believe the Word of God, it can save you, it can change you, It can do great and mighty things in your life. I shared with you before that um, we have some great friends that are sponsoring us and praying for us. And uh, one of those friends is a young lady that's a realtor, Kelly Shockey. And she loves the Lord and loves people and will help you in these difficult times to either sell your house or to buy a house. And um, she's just listing some beautiful homes. Uh, If you're up in the Carroll County area, she does a lot up there, but I know she will go other places. But Kelly can be reached at 443 95524654439552465 and so give her a call and I just wanted to also share that God is concerned about your heart and your life and wants to do great and mighty things. And so we're going to share a little song in just a moment as we like to break the ground up. The Bible says, break up your fallow ground. And a lot of times, good worship music does that for us. And um, so we're just blessed with friends. I know that as we began this um, broadcast uh, a few weeks ago, there were some folks that were saying, Why don't you just do something as far as getting the word out? and that sparked um, just a spark inside of me, and the Holy Spirit used that, and there was a a mother and a daughter team that um, uh, gave me some seed toward that, and so we're just excited about what the Lord is doing, but I want you to know today that God does really love you. You say, well, he doesn't know me. Well, that's the the wonderful fact that he knows us and still loves us. And so listen to this song. First time I heard it, it just melted my heart by a young lady named Tasha Cobbs Leonard. He said, you know my name. As soon as he did that, I was like, I love it! I love it! <laughs> you know my said it again. He said, you know my name. Yeah, yeah. You God loves you have a relationship you know my with me. And know how you talk with me beautiful song. And I just want to remind you that God does know you. God knows your name. God knows all the difficulty and the pain and the heartache and the sadness that you may be experiencing in your life. He knows about our sin and our addiction and he wants to deliver us from all of those things. And he can do that through his mighty power, and his Holy Spirit. You've just got to allow God to work in your life. And believe me, he will. Let's say a prayer for all those that are hurting and in need of healing today. Father, I pray for that one that's wondering, do you care about me, God? Does anybody care about me? God, just manifest your presence in that person's life. Let them know that you do love them. Let them know that you know their name. And if they will just turn towards you like the prodigal son, you'll come running toward them. You just want our hearts to desire to turn to you. And I pray for that one that's hurting. I pray for that one that needs healing. I pray that you touch them in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So we're studying the book of the Revelation, and I'm going to just give a quick review of verse 5 and 6. We looked at the Father and the Holy Spirit in verse 4, and as we go to Revelation 1-5, we come to a section about Jesus' person and work. And from Jesus Christ, Jehovah's salvation, Christ Christos, the Messiah, who is the faithful witness. We see that again in chapter three, verse fourteen. The word for witness carries the idea of a martyr. He loved you and laid down his life for you. He's the first begotten, the first born out of the dead, the first one to die and be buried and raised from the dead. And we as believers, when we put our trust in him, Jesus is the firstborn out of the dead, but we will follow in the resurrection as well. We'll either be raptured to be caught up to be with Jesus, or God can just raise you out of the dead. And we're talking spiritually. And at the resurrection, we're talking physically. And from Jesus Christ, who's the faithful witness, the firstborn or begotten of the dead, out of the dead. And he is the prince that he is just supreme over every king and kingdom. He's the prince of the kings of this earth. We spend so much time worrying about this present kingdom this earthly world's kingdom when we shouldn't have some months back i was just always watching too much news now i'm not saying be ignorant and be uninformed but it was saturating my mind every day and i decided one day well i didn't decide on my own The holy spirit said you know what we're not living for this kingdom. We're living for the kingdom of God. And the word says in Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So are governments important? Yes. Are elections important? Yes. Are good candidates important? Yes. But you know what? It's more important to be a part of the kingdom of God And you can become a part of that kingdom, that powerful, eternal kingdom by the new birth. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So also Colossians says you can be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So we want you to receive Christ today. And if you are a believer, then be a true disciple, a true follower of his. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. And let me ask you a question. Is he the king of your heart? I hope so. And if he's not, allow him to be. As a believer, just say, Lord, I want you to reign in my heart today. And he says he's the one that loved us. Actually, that's in the present tense. He loves you right now. He loved you when he died on the cross for you, and he loves you right now. You say, well, he does, you don't know all the bad things I've done. Well, he knows all those things. Like the song says, he knows your name, and he still loves you. He loved us, and he washed us. That word is luo. That's in the aorist. That means he he loosed you from your sins with his own blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then he raised us up as Ephesians says, but here in verse six, he made us kings and priests. Actually, the wording of that is a kingdom of priests. I believe we only have one king and that is Jesus, king of kings and Lord of lords. But we're a kingdom of priests. Priests are those that offer sacrifices unto God. They worship God. That's our purpose in life, to worship the Lord, to offer sacrifices of praise to him, of our service to him. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do all to the glory of God. And that's what it says. He made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. Live your life in such a way that you don't want to receive glory to yourself, but all glory goes to the Lord and dominion. We believe that this world is collapsing day by day, and the kingdom of God is at hand. We know that there's the present aspect of the kingdom, and then there's also the future aspect of the kingdom. So we believe that God deserves all the glory and all the dominion forever and ever. In verse 7, we start talking about the coming of our Lord. It says, Behold, look, see, He's coming with clouds. He's coming with clouds. Well, do you remember if you studied Acts 1 that when Jesus was with his disciples, he ascended up into heaven with clouds. Now there is the cloud of the Shekinah glory which filled the temple in the Old Testament. And I believe that it's very possible that's what it's referring to here. The, the cloud of glory received Jesus at the ascension. He was dead, he was buried, he rose again, and then he showed himself alive, and then he ascended up to the Father's throne. Acts chapter one, verses nine to 11. And it's that this same Jesus that ascended in glory will return in glory. There are several comings of Jesus. Let me explain. The first coming of Jesus is his incarnation. When God became man, God became flesh. He's the God-man. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. Word was with God. The word was God. Verse 14, the word, lagos, became flesh, God became flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The incredible thing about Jesus is the fact that he did not possess a sinful nature. You say, how do you know that? Because he was conceived not of Mary and Joseph, but he was conceived supernaturally by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. So he's coming. That's the first coming. He came to save us from our sins. And then in First Thessalonians chapter 4, it talks about the coming of our Lord at what we call the rapture, where we'll be caught up to be with our Lord. First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, John 14 tells us the same thing, that Jesus will come again. Also in Revelation, it says, if we keep the word of his patience, that he will keep us from the hour of temptation, from the tribulation, he will rapture his church. And then seven years later, Jesus will return in glory. That's the second coming in glory spoken about in Zechariah 12 and 14. You see, at his rapture, we get caught up to be with him, and it will be something that people will not see on the earth, but when he returns in glory, Zechariah says, every eye will see him, and they will look at him whom they have pierced. It says in Matthew 24, it'll be like lightning, Because as you look at the sky when it's dark and you see the the lightning, then you know there's that manifestation. Well, when Jesus comes in glory, it'll be like lightning. Behold, he cometh with clouds. And it says with clouds, that could refer to the uh, Shekinah glory cloud. It also could refer to in Hebrews chapter 12, when it says that... um, There's a great cloud of witnesses. When he comes at the rapture, he comes for us. When he comes at the second coming in glory, he comes with us. And so we're looking forward to that day. Revelation 19, I believe it begins in about verse 11, where it talks about his return when Jesus comes on a white horse with the armies of heaven behind him. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him, all the unbelievers participated because of their sin in his death. And it says, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so, amen. Jesus does not want to be your judge Jesus wants to be your Savior. And if you will turn from your sin and turn to him, he will be your Savior. Will you pray with me today? Dear Lord, pray this prayer if you'd like to become a believer. Dear Lord, I come to you today as a sinner. I repent of my sin and I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. In the name of Jesus, amen. This is Pastor Earl for Faith Life. God bless you.